What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's news tonight, episode 66. As you can see, I'm joined today by my good friends and GBG co-founders, Ash Paulson and Derek Bittner, as well as Ted from Brain Scratch uh, Commentaries. How are you doing today, Ted? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I got myself a, a banjo and kazooie amiibo yes. that I am looking forward to rip and destroy the packaging on <laughs> as soon as we finish. Um, and yeah, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. It's really nice to meet you. Uh, I know that you and I haven't met before this, so hopefully, yeah. you know, when everybody gets shots in arms and we're allowed to travel again, we can we can find we can meet in person. But uh, I get I'm, I'm my really... first shot tomorrow. I am so stoked. Mine, mine is nice. Uh, was supposed to be Saturday is now Sunday, and I've never been more excited for a vaccine. Like right? I, I have <laughs> right, I know, right, dude. I, I know. Like yeah. Like, could you could you imagine telling your pre twenty twenty one self that you're going to see people posting vaccination records on Twitter and be like, "Damn you, I'm so jealous." <laughs> I know, no, I, right? I want that I shot never in my imagined, arm. <laughs> I never imagined myself being so excited to get a shot, and like yeah. I was just walking on the moon. Uh, I, I got my first shot a week ago today, and after I was just like walking on air. After I was like, "Oh man, I got my shot. This is great." Like, whoever thought that would be something to celebrate? I know. The weird it, world we live in. It, it, yeah. is a, it is a weird world we're in these days. Uh, before we go further, though, I do have to uh, thank our sponsor for this episode. Not just for sponsoring this episode, but also for fixing my microphone. Straight Lace, you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Straight Lace and the Soul Device. The Soul Device is a puzzle platformer where the player is able to place their own platforms in the environment to solve puzzles and navigate the world. The game starts off simple and introduces mechanics one at a time, but it's designed with the philosophy that puzzles can have multiple solutions depending on the player's collected abilities, creativities, and in some cases, skill. There are nine unlockable devices in the game in addition to the starting soul device, each one expanding the player's capabilities and options, six of which are completely optional for completing the game's simplest ending. The soul device is available now on Steam, and if you choose to pick it up, Straight Lace would appreciate feedback as a sequel is currently in development. Straight Lace, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. You're a great supporter of the channel. We couldn't do this without you, and please, please, please... Go check out the uh, Soul Device on Steam, as well as Straight Lace's YouTube channel, which is available in the chat, as well as in the description if you're watching this later on on YouTube. With that, <laughs> let's we, we got a lot of news to discuss and a couple stories that have been saved just for yours truly. So mm, we couldn't I'm, we I'm couldn't gonna... do them without you because we kind of know how much you're into it. So <laughs> hell yes, I appreciate my co-founders so much. So uh, let's let's go ahead and throw the first one up here, and I am thrilled about this. I'm thrilled you guys saved this for me to be here. Uh, new, oh, of course. well, well, kind of new. Chrono Trigger art was unearthed from an old Japanese PlayStation magazine called aptly the PlayStation uh, Destructoid. <laughs> kind of uh shared these out and i've got to say i am in love with what i'm seeing here just Me all this new too. toriyama style art of of every major character from the game and even uh some minor ones but you can see magus frog chrono uh marl marl robo uh robo it's I, so I love cool robo so much yeah it, it's, it's it's interesting because it, they he actually it makes sense because they had to flesh it out because this is when they had the animated cutscenes, so they needed that reference material for what they looked like on all sides yeah oh, right and, that actually that makes sense and these uh illustrations if i remember correctly were drawn by someone who worked on the dragon ball anime just to kind of get somebody that was really good at replicating akira toriyama's kind of distinctive style and it's so cool to see new Chrono Trigger stuff coming up, and it, it, it makes really me... It really is. I, I gotta say, I've been thinking about this lately. We we talked about Forever Entertainment, which, huh, uh, remastering <laughs> some Square games, but I stand uh. by my statement that no matter who does it, I'm still getting it. Like, I would still buy oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, uh -huh. you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Please, 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 Forever Entertainment, if you... Do Chrono Trigger. If Square's just letting you do stuff, do Chrono Trigger. I, just just don't mess do it, it up. Yeah, don't mess it up. Yeah, like... just don't mess it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> do your best. But no, I mean, it's just so cool <laughs> seeing anything new, you know. I mean, because I know for, for Steve, both of us, it's it's like our favorite game of all time. So just to see anything new 
from this game all this time later. I mean, you know, at this point, I think we all figured what else is there to see where Chrono Trigger is concerned. We've seen it all a billion times over. It's still an amazing game, but I never thought I'd see new material. And yet here we are. And it's just, it's so cool seeing these new angles on these beloved characters. And yeah, also, I never realized Isla was so cheeky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really interesting also seeing stuff like this because this is the kind of stuff that's typically not meant to be seen outside of the <clears throat> development studio. You know, it's yeah. this is pretty it's almost it's interesting in somewhat how mundane it is. Like you don't see you got the action shots on the left which have been key art for for years. But mm-hmm. like the ones on the right where they're just kind of like standing there so that you get a good view of where all the details on their outfits and stuff. It's like, that's neat that it's like a part of the game de- development process. You don't normally get to get to peek in on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I absolutely love just seeing kind of how, how these characters that we all are, are more familiar with as sprite work came to be and, and the more detailed origins of them. I, Oh man, if I could get like a, a chrono trigger remake that looked like this art, I mean, oh, so right. it's just what I've been asking for for years now, which is, well, not years, but a long time now. Um, Chrono Trigger in the style of Dragon Quest XI. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's yeah, all I need. That would be really cool. It's it's perfect. I mean, it's made for that. It, it I mean, Dragon Quest XI almost looks like you are playing a modern 3D version of Chrono Trigger's art style, because in a sen- essentially you are, because it's, it's mm-hmm. still Akira Toriyama. So, God, just remake Chrono Trigger in... in uh, in Dragon Quest XI's in, in engine, and it's, yep. it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. It would be perfect. Oh, it's man. also a shame, too, because <sighs> there's not really an easy way to get Chrono Trigger anymore. I guess there's the PC ver- version. Which, the which they version, did yeah, say is improved that. now. Uh, well, okay, well, it's been improved, but a lot of After people consider... After five patches. The, <laughs> the, a lot of people consider the DS version to be um, the definitive one, but uh, yeah. it's not cheap anymore. It was cheap for a while, but... Getting pre-owned copies, even online, is now uh, getting to, like, 50, 60 bucks. So it's not really right. the mm-hmm. accessible option it used to be, unfortunately. Well, True. as I understand it, after five patches, the Steam version has finally more or less reached par- parity with the DS version. Because I agree, the DS version is also my favorite. But from what I've heard, uh, when, you know, compared to when it, how it was when the Steam version first came out, I guess it was a mess, and embarrassingly so. Now, apparently, it's quite good. It just shouldn't have taken five patches to get there. Man, you mm-hmm. know what, though? I will play the hell out of that if it means Chrono Trigger on my TV in a in an easy way. I mean, That's true. You, you don't get that with the DS version. Yep. I mean, I'm still, I'm still willing, or I'm still waiting for Square to give me the privilege of paying $24.99 or whatever for a standalone Switch version that would just be a, a port of the Steam version, but I'll still pay I'm, it. I mean... It's it's odd that we've gotten a Mana collection, uh, a Trials of Mana remake, and right? like a Final Fantasy Legends collection. Collection, right? Um, where's the love for their other? Like, okay, let's continue this SNES love and Game Boy love. Why not? Does yeah? Does Bird Studio uh, can hold any rights to Chrono Trigger? I don't know if that. I don't think I don't they do. Think so. I think they just I, did I the the it. animation from the PS One version. Yeah, they well, probably right. could just cut it if that was what the problem was. Like, just cut the cutscenes. Yeah. Well, Bird, Bird Studio is Toriyama's own company. And so I'm wondering if, like, he All retains right. rights to any of the character designs. or anything. I doubt it, though. Because, and even if he did, Square has a really great relationship with them still. Yeah, exactly. He would not... He, them using his designs again, if, I, I don't know how royalties work in this case. But I, I can only assume that means more money for him. And I don't think... Um, Toriyama's going to mind money. that. Yeah, I think he yeah. likes money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. they could even do like a Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross combo because when was the last time Chrono Cross was re-released? Never. It's gotta <laughs> have been. Never? Like they've never even like put it on like... Well, they might have put it on PS3, PSN. Store, but that's not even going to be an option <laughs> I feel I feel so bad for Chrono Cross because... I, yeah, yeah, me too. I went in expecting Chrono Trigger 2 and I was like, this isn't one of the best games ever made. Get out of here. And I just never really bothered with it. See, I, I think it's because I I can't remember. I cannot remember if I played Cross or Trigger first, but I remember really liking Cross. 
and uh, not minding the change in art style because it's like whatever, it's still fun. I enjoyed the battle system. Not so. I, I'm not a fan of games with a huge cast because you never get the. It feels like you never get to really focus on them. But um, never beat it because I never was able to pull off the Chrono Cross move. I was too young and couldn't quite figure it out. Oh, so I never got the really? true ending. Um, but story up to that point was it's still great. Uh, great cutscenes. Probably my favorite opening of all time. Oh, wow. Like as far as it's, it's, well, it's the music, the musical opening like before the credits roll. That's holy crap. Scars. Of I was time. obsessed. Yeah. yeah. Or time scar, I guess. But no, Chrono Cross yeah. absolutely deserves better. Um, and I think part of the problem, and it is Chrono Cross's fault. Part of the problem it doesn't get better is because of its pacing. I do think it's pretty poorly mm. paced. But if you can get through the parts that really have nothing to do with Chrono or very little to do with, to do with Chrono Trigger and get to like the Dead Sea. Everything from the Dead Sea on is just in your face, incredible, awesome. It's, it's at that point the game becomes the Chrono Trigger sequel you wanted to play, right? So by badly so paced, yeah. do you mean like just really slow to start? It's just it's it kind of meanders in terms of if you're if you're playing it as a Chrono Trigger sequel, that sequel content doesn't really come in until like halfway through the game or a little more than uh, halfway. Um, but if you're just p- taking on its own merits, I think it's actually great all the way through. It's just it, it kind of suffers as a Chrono Trigger sequel for the first half or so. Like they, okay. they try to find a new way of messing like the time changes that you would do for the side quest in Chrono Trigger with Cross because it's two different dimensions. So usually right. it's like having one character from one dimension meet another character from the other dimension and fixing things for them. And it's not quite as engaging in that sense, but still fun. I, I haven't replayed really it in a long time, but I... I, mean, I still own a disc, so I I want to. It's I should at some point, but just haven't. Nice. Yeah. And I, as Jared Edinger in the chat says, the Dead Sea rules. It mm-hmm. does, man. It so does. Once you get there, it's just chef's kiss all the way. To the <laughs> so one thing, real quick, before we move on, I can't believe this. Edward Tenna in the chat is mentioning that Chrono Cross didn't even release in Europe. Which wow. I mean, yeah, well, Europe got screwed by R- an RPGs for a long time. Yeah, Europe didn't yeah. get a Final Fantasy till seven, a Dragon Quest until eight. I'm wow shocked they got. Yeah, they didn't get RPGs for a really long time. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. I, I I want to point this out. Nintendo Life uh, did a list of the best RPGs for the Nintendo DS, and they included that god awful Sonic RPG. And now I feel like I understand why. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh-huh. they had no options. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> it's the first yeah. one I ever saw. As Alduda points out, they didn't get Earthbound or Mario RPG, so... And they didn't get Chrono Trigger on Super Nintendo initially. They, they had to yeah. wait until the DS version. Chris, I mean, Chris, I guess it makes sense, considering that if you're bringing it to Europe, you do have to translate for, like, what, five different languages? But, I mean, still, you know, for some mm-hmm. of these games, even back then, they could have afforded to do it's, that. It, it's a shame. It really is because I think a lot of those games would have done very, very well over there. Um, and I get localization costs, like you mentioned. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's a shame because they, they could have done it and they probably would have made a lot of money. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, the game industry is full of, of weird, baffling decisions that that some yeah. someone with too much power in a room is like, well, that's going to be too hard. We're just not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eduardo Tena in the chat with, with with a very fortunate typo here. Uh, they say Chronic Trigger only came out in Europe until the DS. Chronic Trigger, I feel, would be a very different game. <laughs> Doctor Dre and yep. Snoop Dogg, Chronic Trigger. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now I want that game. <laughs> anyway, someone, yeah. someone kickstart right. Chronic Trigger with at least yeah. Doctor Dre and or Snoop Dogg, and I right. will I will back it. I'll back that. Let's do it. (laughs) I don't have a segue for this, but moving on. uh, Let me throw up this second story. I am hype as hell for this. A Judgment sequel is in development, which I I think that just speaks for itself. Uh, Y'all in the audience know how much I absolutely adore Judgment. I think that it is... It's not quite Yakuza, but it's, it's... close enough it is the perfect gateway to the yakuza series uh more action oriented more story driven but it it, and ditches just enough of the wackiness to make it like believable um but the Mm -hmm. thing i like the most number one is that the main protagonist is actually like a real actor so they it's modeled after Mm -hmm. a real human being uh because as much as i love ichiban and as much as i love uh kazuma 
they're you know it's very evident that they're just characters that were designed in a sketch pad by someone at sega you know they're they're un they're mm. not very believable as real people um yeah and that's that kind of contrasts a lot in their respective games because there are characters within those worlds that are represented by real actors so when you have someone that was designed by a character designer next to someone who is modeled after a real life person you're like there's something weird about this <laughs> i actually just hit that in when i on yakuza like a dragon i found out from uh, my like hardcore yakuza fan, fan friend that the pound mates are actually not only are they characters from previous games but those characters are themselves based on real people and i didn't know that yeah so that's kind of cool <laughs> Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, but there's a little kind of weird, like, once you know that someone is actually a real person in one of those games, you can't help but notice the the subtle differences between them and the made-up characters, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, so I like that about Judgment, but Judgment also kind of, like I said, it's, it's a little bit more action-heavy, but, like, martial arts action, whereas Yakuza is more street brawler, and I love that difference. I love that, uh, what's his name? Yagami, right? I, I want yeah, to say Yagami. Yagami. Yagami is like a, a martial arts expert and when he when he gets in fights it's so much more satisfying because you're just like beating the ever-loving snot out of all these guys on the street but like <laughs> with with skill you know not just I mean there's there's a lot to be said for picking up a bike and flailing it around in a crowd and just <laughs> taking people out but I like the kind of more nuanced approach Judgment's combat has and I mean this was a game mm. I could not put down I played it straight through every day for a week until i beat it and i still wanted more and i'm gonna go back april 25th for the re-release of judgment and do that again so mm. <laughs> a, a sequel the- i'm i'm here for it i am hyped for this i will i will fight someone to get this <laughs> nice. it, it's uh, apparently the sequel is going to be called the working title for it is judgment sees the truth and it's going to be apparently feel much darker uh, Ted will be interested in this because I, I I don't think you really play the Yakuza series, Ted. It uh, is a commitment that I have not yet started. I do want to try Like a Dragon because that game looks hilarious and really yes. fun. Um, and incredible. it loves Dragon Quest, so there you go. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I also know that they are a big commitment. Uh, every Yakuza game I can tell, even if you're not going for all of the stuff, is fairly long. So I haven't t- hit my toes in quite yet. The best way to describe judgment that might interest you, uh, from what I understand, is um, imagine uh, Phoenix Wright getting disbarred and being like, no, screw this. I'm going to become a detective and beat up everybody in my way in order to solve the case. <laughs> yep. That's a good so, way uh-huh. to describe Apollo it. Justice was I love it. good. Cool. All right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I Ted, I, I cannot recommend Yakuza Like a Dragon to you enough. Please make sure to make time for this game. Because I, I agree, it took me a while to get to actually play it. I got it for uh, the holidays from my sister-in-law, and I wanted it. But it just took me a while to actually get into it, just because time, right? But yeah. now that I've started it, I can't imagine not playing this game. It is phenomenal. It really is. It is. So. Mm-hmm. One of the, mm-hmm. I, I think it'll go down as one of the, well, I mean, the last generation's kind of over. It, to me, it's one of the best RPGs that was released in the last generation. And and who knows oh, I, you know, what this one will shape up as, but it is way <laughs> up there. Yeah. Uh, Azran127 in the chat with another of their S-tier uh, puns saying, we need a game in that universe starring quadrupedal animals. Yak use a, if you will. That's, man, that is one of your best. Oh, my best God. Game. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm consistently right? impressed and horrified. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's let's go ahead and, and speaking of RPGs, we, we have a lot more <laughs> RPG stuff. This is just RPG news tonight. But let's uh, let's it throw our next kind of is. Yeah. Up on the screen. And this next one comes courtesy of IGN Korea. Uh, so as you as you may know, Octopath uh, just came out for Xbox. I'll play the trailer there while we talk. Um, and apparently Octopath is not all we're getting. Six or more Square Enix games will be on Game Pass. Uh, and they say it's already a done deal confirmed between Microsoft and Square Enix and that the official announcement is only a matter of time. Uh, 
I mean, IGN usually doesn't uh, doesn't go out on a limb like this unless they're sure. And I'm not familiar with IGN Korea's track record, but I have no reason not to, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, not to uh, buy mm-hmm. into it. I got makes sense. Because they Dragon Quest Eleven is also on Game Pass, so they've done it with that. They've done it with Octopath. I think the interesting question is what games would end up on Game Pass, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean is it safe to assume? I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with what's already on Game Pass down same here. Game, but is it safe to assume that it would be like FF Seven? FF Seven is on Game Pass. FF Ten and Ten Two. Okay. Yeah, those are on there. I think it's more like. We might see like the Trials of Mana remake, the collection of Mana, the collection okay, of Saga, um, maybe Saga Frontier. Uh, trying to think of others that Star could Ocean be there. R is that the may- new one? Oh, first departure uh, R maybe. Maybe, yeah. but um, of course, the big ones would lead to speculation: is could Kingdom Hearts end up going on Game Pass or Xbox, and right. could Seven Remake end up on? xbox man i i gotta say we we talk about microsoft and their their failings everywhere outside of the u.s quite often here uh especially because conversely i think everyone that we've ever had on the show universally agrees that game pass is an awesome deal like a great Mm -hmm. service that if if you have even a passing interest in xbox you should have um I got to say, though, this is if if this is true, if they're getting Square Enix games, especially newer Square Enix games on Game Pass, this uh, might go a long way toward improving their their fortunes outside of the U.S. in in Japan specifically. Having a service Mm -hmm. you could subscribe to where you could get Square Enix games, you know, relatively recent Square Enix games as part of that bundled service with hundreds of other games on a brand new console that is cheap in the case of the series s for like i don't i don't know what they're charging for that in japan but um you know it's it's ridiculously cheap compared to the series x and the ps5 that that is a hell of a alluring proposition so i don't, I don't know I, I i don't think it's going to be the thing that puts them <laughs> that puts them in the <laughs> conversation in japan but it definitely is a good start it's well i think it in... helps go ahead ted Oh, sorry. I was just... uh, Xbox has tried to do these kind of RPGs, tap into that uh, Japanese market things before um, with stuff like... um, Oh, what Tales game was it? The one Vesperia. Vesperia. And then the only thing that happened was all of the fans wanted was the PS3 version instead. Uh, Yeah, because a lot of times, um, like, they get the... The companies would have these exclusive deals with uh, Microsoft put out a version and then put out a better version on PS3 once the exclusivity was up and Fisperia is one right. of those. And, you know, even if it doesn't make them part of the conversation in Japan, it'll definitely help, I think, rehabilitate their image among fans of Japanese games because, you know, Microsoft in general, they have not been known for, for having the richest library of JRPGs and other Japanese-focused games. So I think that that might help change that perception uh, of them, which is just good for them in a broader sense, even if it doesn't make them blow up in Japan, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, by the way, there are a few people in the chat clarifying that the entire Kingdom Hearts series is already on Game Pass. So wow, that oh. that is not part of what is coming. I was going to say, I, I knew so. Kingdom Hearts 3 was on Game Pass, but I didn't know any of the uh, other older entries were. So that's, that's oh, good to know. 2.8, My... that's... Basically every game in the series then in some form, right? Pretty much. Minus yeah. like a mobile or DS game or two. That's... Mm-hmm. Even those are are actually covered in Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5. The only one I guess, wow. no, 2.8 covers the mobile game too. So Wow. <laughs> that yeah. is, I'll say it again. I say it every time. Game Pass is a <laughs> hell of a deal. <laughs> it, it is, every... but also like Kingdom Hearts, if you want to get Kingdom Hearts on PS4 uh, and have the complete saga... It's maybe sixty bucks for like all the games. <laughs> I mean, right. that, that's, that's it. still Fair. fairly cheap, but but still, you can also game stream all of those Game Pass games on XCloud, which is mm-hmm. another interesting wrinkle. Like I, I gotta admit, I've played XCloud. I mean, I've messed with every streaming service. I reviewed Stadia. I have Amazon Luna, which I just found out has no more heroes, which is a whole other yeah. weird, interesting thing because that would be the first ever pc port of those games um which 
hopefully that means steam will get no more heroes sometime i would really like that a lot <laughs> um i i just need a chance to play lost odyssey on something because i always yeah. hear great things about that game uh, get get game pass and just play it in a web browser there you go. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe not the best way to play it, but it's playable. Uh-huh. Um, what I was going to say is that of all the streaming services I've used, and I've used them all, xCloud is a mile better than any of them. It, it, it truly feels mm-hmm. like you're, you're playing a device that's in your home. If you have it set up correctly on wired internet, you know, on... Play it on a PC. Play it on something with really fast Wi-Fi, but and and use a <laughs> controller for God's sake. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's XCloud is an excellent service. Having Game Pass's library available within that is ridiculous. I, I right. I could probably end up playing games like Kingdom Hearts if I was able to play them more passively on like a smaller screen rather than devoting, you know, making my wife watch me play that and being like, "What is this?" What are you Man, doing? I would love, I would love to hear your take on just the insanity that is Kingdom Hearts, and I love it, of course. But I would love to hear your take, Steve. I, I think oh, you have so some done. spicy takes. I I feel like that's probably a, a thing I want to do at some point because my wife is a gigantic like Disney super fan, so okay. I know that I could sell her on the idea of me playing through these. But I also know that she and I would both kind of tilt our heads at the screen on occasion and be like, what the fuck is going on here? On occasion. <laughs> Kingdom I mean... Hearts is a very like specific taste. You either you either really like it or you uh-huh. don't get it. I, I unfortunately fall into the later camp. I played about two or three hours of Kingdom Hearts 1, didn't get it, put it down. And mm. the other stuff I've seen of the other games... I'm just like, okay, not my thing. And I moved <laughs> right. I've moved on. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I, Steve, if your wife is a hardcore Disney fan, she hasn't lived until she's seen Donald Duck seemingly sacrifice his life to cast Zeta Flair, man. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you haven't seen, you know, she hasn't lived yet. They, or they need to have Goofy that take a bonk to the head Disney and world. seemingly die. Right, yeah, Goofy seemingly dive with a boulder to the head, right. Yeah, man, Kingdom Hearts goes goes hard. I love it. Man, I, uh, I'll have to replay. I played through all of Kingdom Hearts 1, and then I played through all of Kingdom Hearts 2, and I was like, okay, you know, obvious next step is Kingdom Hearts 3. And then they started doing, like, nope. long division in the titles and <laughs> talking talking about weird yeah. birth by sleep. I don't, that sounds unsettling and gross. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just imagine, like, an unconscious person birthing a child. I don't know, man. It makes me want to vomit. Anyway... <laughs> Are you? Are y'all? Have you had enough of RPGs? Are you ready for more? Never. <laughs> Tough. Never. Let's get our Let's get our next story on the screen. Surprise! More RPGs. Uh, so this this <laughs> one is is a is a bummer though. This is a huge downer. Yeah. Uh, mm. So Nintendo Life uh, reports Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi says that uh, his latest project, Fantasian, could be his last, and. Uh, I know that we've we've discussed uh, apparent health issues uh, for Sakaguchi here on TNT before. We've we've I looked think, at actually Fantasian. that was Uimatsu, that was, I believe, who had yeah, that. Oh, I'm sorry, Uimatsu. God, yeah. That now I'm even sadder because <laughs> that's the thing. It th- yeah. th- this game could be the last game for Uimatsu and Sakaguchi yeah. now. So what two legends hurts, ending no with hurts. this game. Yeah, if you if you potentially mean Final Fantasy music, Nobuo Uematsu, I believe, isn't he? Am I? No, I'm misremembering this, yeah. aren't I? No, 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 no. You're right. Okay, yeah, you're okay. right. Final Fantasy. I, he, I he did all the, the entire soundtrack through one through nine in okay. a good chunk I, of ten. I feel better. So. I was like, that's yeah. the one composer I know. <laughs> and he's done he one also song. Blue Dragon. Yeah, Blue Dragon. He might have done Lost Odyssey. I can't remember. Um, I yeah. think he I mean, either he's, 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 he did Last Sakaguchi. Story. Sakaguchi he and Uematsu. Saga games. Uh, he composed the main theme for uh, Smash Brawl. Uh, right. He yeah. Did. He also contributed a little bit to Chrono Trigger. He he helped him uh, Mitsuda yeah. out uh, after Mitsuda suffered. I think what was a major computer crash. And I, I think he also did the entire bass soundtrack of fourteen Realm Reborn, and then one extra track for each oh, expansion. Right. So, yeah. dang. So this is just you know Sakaguchi and Uematsu are clearly their industry legends, especially for those of us who grew up with JRPGs and Final Fantasy. And right, this hurts, man. This hurts. It, it just sucks. I mean, it, obviously, everybody gets older. Everything comes to an end sometime, but ah, this just doesn't sit right with me. It's sad. 
No, I agree. I mean, this at is... least his is more retirement. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, the quote directly from uh, Sakaguchi says, I think it's certainly possible that this could be my last project. And that was kind of in the back of my mind as we were developing it. So, I mean, that that reads like, you know, he knows that this is probably one of, if not his very last game. Um, and from what I've seen of Fantasian, it looks pretty interesting. I know that, you know, uh, Derek, you were mentioning this earlier, but and you can see it in the photo Nintendo Life shared. Um, they created kind of diorama set pieces, which mm-hmm. comprise the backgrounds for every scene in the game. Uh, that is uh, that is yeah. a Herculean effort. And initially, mm-hmm. I was not sold on that idea. Um, but I went ahead and subscribed to Apple Arcade because I had passing interest in a few of the games on the service, as well as this one. And I've since kind of looked at trailers and more screenshots, and I am hyped for this. I really Yeah, they, they enhance those dioramas through the game engine. It's not yeah. just a static thing, It's it, and the character runs around and awkwardly. It's It really is just allows you to lose yourself in it and get this game off of Apple Arcade. Do not make right. it exclusive. Get it on other consoles for the love of God. Yep. This is another one of those FF7 Ever Crisis situations where I'll play it regardless, but I would so much rather play it on a console. I'd yeah. also just like to have a physical version so it doesn't die should somebody like right. drop a truck on Apple's server somewhere and yeah. can't <laughs> and they don't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. I don't want this tied to a digital only storefront. I want this to be available as a physical purchase. Right now, it is only announced for iOS, which means that physical game is completely not in the cards. But I, I can't imagine that it's going to stay there. I think it's going to be like Shantae, where we're going to see it come to other platforms, but it'll be a timed exclusive or something. You know, it'll be on right. Apple Arcade for six months or a year, and then they'll announce it for other consoles because. I feel like you don't put, and I, I hate to say this because it's it's uh, kind of like a stereotype, if you will, but um, you don't typically you don't put that kind of effort into just a, a game that's only ever going to be on a phone. Usually, usually this is reserved for games that are multi-platform or or you know AAA console exclusives. You know this this has that air to it versus you know oh hey people are going to play this while they're on the toilet. It's also, it's not the uh-huh. kind of game that I feel like people play on their phone as well. It looks to be a full-up JRPG, you know, with all of the depth and complexity that a JRPG comes with. And a lot of phone games tend, like, they can certainly be complex and have a lot of moving parts, but they're meant to be digested in small bits, and they're also usually free, you know. Uh, people, mm-hmm. mobile gamers, don't like to pay for a game up front. They yep. want to be able to play for it free if they want. So, uh, yeah. I think it was also revealed that uh, it's going to be a two-part game with the first part set to re- uh, coming set to come soon, and the second part part coming in the latter half of 2021. Uh, but each part is 20 to 30 hours of gameplay. Whoa! Well, so, I can, right. Wow. Okay. I can tell you, I'm going to be gaming the system as it were and playing this console style i'm gonna set up my <laughs> apple tv and get my switch pro controller right. paired to it and just play it on my tv that's that's how that's i'm gonna how do I this play it. yeah that's yeah, also sure. how i'm gonna play ever crisis if i can yeah same just i i hope it comes to other things because i just don't want to have to go through apple arcade to play this <laughs> yeah 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 I, I hear you on that one um I feel I feel like it's probably my least favorite way to play a game, but also, uh, you know, like a like a iOS or an Apple TV is like what a hundred bucks, and I get playing a hundred bucks to play one game kind of sucks, but I mean it's like a Netflix mm. device. I, I think I have one mm. sitting around my house somewhere. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we've got still a few more stories here. Um, so are y'all ready for some more RPG? I'm just kidding. There's no more. (laughs) (laughs) Our next story is uh, one that I find really interesting. Uh, So Sony and PlayStation uh, Productions are developing a Ghost of Tsushima movie. And the director from John Wick is directing it, which I think is an interesting choice. I've not seen a John Wick movie. Um, really? You haven't. I haven't. Oh, man. That, man. I, I you... haven't either. I, I'm oh, man. Oh, they're so good. You gotta, you're you missing so out. It's just good. 
Is it? So, I mean, f- okay. So I mean, you're not going in there for exact plot, but do you know, you know at least the basis for the first movie's plot, right, uh, Steve? Uh, I think somebody kills his dog. Yes. Yeah. He's okay. he's he got, a yeah. widower mourning his uh, wife who he um, got out of assass- assassination for to be with. And then she passed away. And so he's just sort of on his own. He's f- still feeling mournful for her. But in her last act, she got him the most adorable freaking puppy ever. However, a dumb crime boss son decides that he wants to rob this dude not knowing who he is. And in the process of the robbery... Um, because he catches off guard, kills his dog. And the entire movie is just him getting revenge for this dog, going after this one dumb kid. I love it. In he the mafia. A legit murder spree. The most violent murder spree you can imagine to avenge his dog. And I am there for it. It's a, it's such And you a good know, series. like, you see this dog, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, and like, then it I just builds it. up. And then and it just, the sequels are basically just like, okay, because you took this action and you're back in the game now, you're back in the game now. You're stuck and you're kind of just like got to deal with the, all this crap again. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. That's that's it really interesting is. to me. It goes to show what they say about how you can't hurt a dog in a movie because people will get more upset about that than anything you would do to a human being. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, true. Everybody I've talked to about John Wick is just like, yeah, well, they killed his dog, so they deserve it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I it's mean, not that they deserve it. It's more just like. You messed with the wrong person. Like in the movie, it's like, oh crap! You 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 messed with John Wick. Oh, pff, bye. <laughs> oh, Derek, I'll, I'll go all the way and say LA absolutely had it coming. They killed his dog. They had it coming. They sure <laughs> did, man. Are you kidding me? So uh, I want to bring this. His body count is crazy. I want to bring this back absurd. real quick. So mm. I I know that you know y'all haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, but it draws. Mm-hmm. A lot, and I mean like a, a ridiculous amount of inspiration from old samurai flicks. Uh, you know, right. very specifically like Akira Kurosawa films. Do do you mm-hmm. guys think that this director uh, can can pull off that vibe? Yes, I, I for my for my again, I'm only going off of John Wick, but there is kind of a samurai aspect to it where he's just this lone guy beaten down by life and just needing to just this un, uh, iron will to live because yeah he's badass but he also gets the crap beat out of him th- through these movies like he is exhausted yeah. as he's going through and just barely going through adrenaline trying to take this out and you can imagine a samurai having that same feeling of just like oh god i can't oh I gotta kill these people too now because they fair. just won't stop leave, leave me alone yeah. I played the first few hours of Ghost of Tsushima, and I I have certain reservations about whether John Wick's style of action can fit can fit in a Tsushima movie. But I do believe it's possible. I'm I'm confident. I'm looking up his other stuff that he's done now. Oh, he's only done the John Wick movies. So right. I he was a second. I will oh, sorry, say go ahead. this, and I agree with Audoodle in the chat. Uh, Daisuke Suji is the person who not only voices Gene Sakai in, in Ghost of Tsushima, but is also the actor after which the in-game model was created. Ooh. So I hope that they cast him. Because one, he did an excellent job with his voice talent yeah. in the game. But two, I, I'm starting to see what you guys are talking about. Because um, there there are some similarities here. So John Wick kills apparently, uh, according to you guys, shit tons of people in the game, or in the movie, I apologize. And, uh, you know, he's like a one-man wrecking crew, right? And Ghost of Tsushima is very similar. Like, it starts out with your whole army getting decimated, and it's just you. Like, you're the only Mm -hmm. survivor. And you find, like, maybe one or two allies along the way, but you are fighting off an invasion force by yourself. So I could kind of see the similarities in between, like, you know, John Wick, this one badass going up against tons and tons of people and just offing them and and gene sakai is very similar they're both out for revenge it's one person against many and they're considered to be extremely skilled in the art of ending i mean (laughs) i i just looked up like he's only directed the john wick movies but his he's been in hollywood since 1994 with the crow because he started out as a stunt double Oh, and wow. his oh, wow. list, his list of like stuff he's done stunt doubles for and coordinating, like he did this uh, martial arts stunt coordinator coordinating for Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. He he's done um, the Expendables, uh, the original Expendables, uh, 
where is it? Um, 47 Ronin, uh, The Wolverine, uh, Cap- uh, Deadpool 2, Ninja Assassin. Wow. Um, like, he has a prolific career in getting these, like, creating... Oh, here it is, Dread. I was thinking Dread. Oh, um, the, the Judge Dread reboot? Yeah, the uh, Judge Dread reboot, was that, which is also fantastic. Like, his... At the very least, with this guy at the helm, um, we're going to get some good fights. <laughs> this nice. might actually have right. a chance of, like, uh, like crossing the gap, because I feel like a lot of video game movies have trouble expanding beyond the gamer audience, which is part of why they traditionally don't do great. But um, I feel like you could sell your average person on John Wick with Samurai. Like, I feel like that's a very... Oh yeah, easy sell for most people. I mean, there are mm-hmm. there, like I said, there are so many scenes within the game that really feel like they'd be right at home in a movie, like a you know, and like I said, a movie like you implied, Ted, a movie that would not uh, necessarily be limited to your traditional gamer audience. Like, you know, there's, right. I, I mean, it felt like I was playing a samurai movie, and I, I know so many people that love that specific genre of film, but could not care less about video games. So right. I'll, I'll be interested to see where this lands in terms of uh, audience reception. Cause I'll be honest, I don't expect a great critical reception for this movie. I think critics are going to be like, yeah, it's a guy with a sword. He kills lots of people. Right. <laughs> cool. You know? Um, yeah. So I, I'll be excited though. I'll definitely go see it. I think that they could do a really oh, yeah, good same. job. I hope I, and I'm just going to put my hands together on this one. We do not need white people playing Asian people in this movie. Please and thank you very fucking much. Please, no. John Wick has a pretty diverse cast, so I'm not too worried about that. Right. As long as they don't avatar this, I'm I'm certainly interested. Yeah. 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 Don't don't, uh, race bend. Uh, Jin don't don't please. don't last samurai this yeah I was about to say <laughs> exactly, I remember yeah. I remember working at Target and having to put out the DVD of the last samurai and just looking at Tom Cruise and samurai armor and being like come oh. on man what the fuck oh. <laughs> I mean the last Jesus. samurai is the dude from <laughs> from Top Gun bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 100% agree. Yeah, and I really uh, do hope they get Daisuke Tsuji to, to reprise it. That'd role. be really I think cool. That would be really cool, and it would give me a lot of confidence uh, in the film. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the only reason I could see them not is maybe he's not so great at, you know, action, like actual physical action <laughs> stuff. Yeah. He's a great voice talent. I just don't know if he could actually, you know, convincingly cut down people. Um, mm. Sure. But but I agree that that would be the ideal casting for me as someone who's played the game and has listened to you know listened to him read the script. I I would be all there for it. But I, I guess right. we'll see. All right, we're we're technically going back to RPGs now. Technically, <laughs> technically, sure. Here we go. Sure. So Sega, Sega, is officially the most well-reviewed video game publisher of 2020. As if 2020 couldn't have gotten weirder. Right. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really want to yeah. know. So they they say, uh, let's let's take a cl- quick look here. This uh, says 2020 may have been a terrible year for everyone, but for the games industry, it was one of the best trips around the sun ever recorded. Uh, over on Metacritic, the review aggregation website had a look at which game publishers were the most critically successful and went through the entire 2020 library of games for the biggest winners of the year. And they landed on Sega. And I guess that's on the strength of uh, Persona 5 Royal and and games like Yakuza Like a Dragon. So mm-hmm. exactly, RPGs win. <laughs> um, and Streets not to mention the... 4 and 13 Sunrise. Right. Also. Exactly. Oh, I had no idea uh, that yeah. Sega was involved with the publishing of Streets of Rage Four. I knew. Yeah, I actually didn't yeah. know that. Huh. Well, and, that and makes Rage sense. Is, yeah, Streets of Rage Four is also like the best beat 'em up ever made, and you should yeah. all play it. it <laughs> no, is, it's, it's so phenomenal. Yeah. And oh yeah, Soccer Wars as well. So and that did very there well. Yeah, I just love to see this. I love Sega. You know, Sega needs some good news, and and it's it's very easy to clown on Sega, and and they do it to themselves. To be fair, <laughs> stuff like Sonic Forces. I mean, yeah, they do it to themselves, but it, so much of of what they do outside of Sonic does tend to be very good. And you know, of course, I've been extolling the virtues of Yakuza Seven, but 
that's just one of many games here that really has been well received and I love to see it. 2020 really couldn't have gotten weirder. I didn't think it could have, but I do love to see that Sega is on top uh, with mm-hmm. in terms of the quality of their games. Oh, man. You know, I have to mention this real quick while we're talking about Sega. I was so bummed today that I missed out on the Astro City Mini pre-order. Um, oh, right. That tiny, like, Sega arcade cabinet that it, it's like a miniature console that plays Virtual Fighter, which is really cool. Um along with a ton of other never-released arcade games from Sega's library. But um, I find it interesting that the year without Sonic is the year that they they achieved this. (laughs) That's so sad. Go figure. Yeah, that's so... Because, like, any and all of the goodwill that Sonic Mania, you know, uh, absorbed for Sega, and every ounce of it was deserved, Sonic Forces didn't ruin all of it, but it certainly... Kind of took the, took it. a bit of the wind out of Sonic Mania's sails. Absolutely. And so I think they kind of canceled each other out. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, uh, for the top ten, because they did they did a whole top ten of this, it went uh, Sega, Annapurna Interactive, so just great quality from them all around. Which is awesome. I love Annapurna. Mm-hmm. Capcom, then Sony, Activision Blizzard, Xbox Game Studios, Axis uh, Games, No More Robots, Nintendo at number nine, and then Devolver Digital. So good list, good interesting list. list. And again, yeah. I love to see Annapurna at number two. Like they, their name to me has has gotten big enough that in terms of the games I love from them, that whenever they I see their logo and they're publishing something, I immediately sit up and, and pay attention because mm-hmm. they did uh, Sinar Wild Hearts, which is I adored that game. Oh, and, that uh, game's so cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, I'm really glad to see Annapurna getting the credit they deserve for, for their really well-considered publishing projects. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's it's definitely a... Uh, it, it's a weird company. Like, I initially was very turned off by Annapurna Interactive just because I was like, who the hell are these people? This is one of the <laughs> weirdest, like, most off-putting publisher names I've ever heard. It just sounds like uh-huh. a giant corporation has, has decided to start publishing games. Mm-hmm. And, but their content is consistently great. I, I mean, they, they, know they definitely know how to pick them in terms of what they publish. Yeah, they really yep. do. I, I used to just think they were the Donut County guys. Um, <laughs> let me uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they have a, an amazing gameography. What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, Flower, Sinar Wild Hearts, Kentucky Route Zero, If Found, The Unfinished Swan. Um, they've done a lot of really good stuff. And they're, they're also doing Solar Ash, that uh, the indie game that looks really good coming out this year. Um, yeah, for PS5, I believe. Right. Yeah, I, I yeah. do want to check that one out, too. Man, there, there's a lot of mm-hmm. good games coming out this year, and I feel like it's starting to pick up Yeah, steam. there really are. It's, it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Solar Ash, it's PS5, PS4, and Windows. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out eventually, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel mm-hmm. like with, with the name, you, you should be the one to review that. <laughs> mm. uh-huh. Just, just you know. That's true, that. actually. I probably should be, yeah. yeah. Solar Ash. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's oh, from from uh, games that are great. The best of to, Sega uh, to... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sorry about this, Yuji. But uh, oh, man. apparently oh, Balan Wonderworld's final boss was, and I'm going to say was, uh, potentially seizure-inducing. So if you haven't been following Balan Wonderworld, it is an interesting game. <laughs> uh, but yeah. l- earlier this week, video of the final boss uh, started to leak on Twitter, or, or rather just release on Twitter as reviewers started to publish impressions of the game. And it was revealed that there's just a flashing light pattern during the final boss battle that I I'm not epileptic. I'm lucky, but I can't imagine. It's, it just feels like a massive visual glitch. Like it just goes white at one point. It's like, what the, it looked like like my computer screen screen flashes white was glitching out on me. Mm -hmm. It was oof. Yeah. I initially thought the same. Yeah. I, I checked it out. Just, I'm I'm not epileptic either, but apparently it's, it's bad enough that it poses a danger to even non epileptic. So I only watched a little bit of it. And, yeah, if, if I was playing that, I would legit have thought my TV, there's something wrong with my TV. It's, I don't know how that made it through QA. Yeah. I, like, something went terrible. The fact that it had to be game. a day one patch, and thankfully, yeah, day one patch gets rid of it. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But, right. Um, the fact that it was seen, there in the first place. 
I've seen this game referred to on the internet as Nights into Screams, which I think is actually <laughs> perfect. It's so good. Oh, that's that's good. Right. That's, and that's the thing. Good. I, I I I'm so mad. I can't I can't find who said this, but. <laughs> they said about like yeah so uh square enix didn't send out review code until the day of i've put in two hours from it and i i thought i should say like you know how balan wonderworld holds up it sucks <laughs> it just it sucks yeah 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 oh, man. i i kind of felt that this is this was going to be what happened um it's always it's always telling when pr <laughs> yeah. just goes quiet on you um, oh yeah, because there there's usually two flavors of PR responses, and there's enthusiastic and not at all. <laughs> and so yeah. when when they change gears and go from enthusiastic to not at all midway through the cycle, yeah. that usually means one of two things: one, you have severely screwed up, and you're probably never going to get code from these people again; or two, they have realized that they are about to fence you a hot turd, and they've just decided <laughs> that maybe the internet is better off not hearing your opinion. So, and that's kind of what uh, maybe what we can us, get right, some Steve? suckers. Yeah, say yeah. what? I, that's kind of what happened to us, right? We think. Yeah, I think so we, because yeah. we had we had been initially in talks with Square about getting a review copy of Bell and Wonderworld, and they seemed very enthusiastic about that. Uh, we emailed back and forth a few times, and then the communication just stopped. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've played the demo. I kind of knew what was up. Yeah. I I didn't bother yeah. poking them too much. I was like, hey, are we still doing this? And nothing nothing came in reply. So I was like, yeah, they know. Either that, or they just saw yeah. one of the many clips on Twitter of me making fun of the game. Which, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but... right. I I would still like to stream this game just to see the the comedy of just jank that, that is this game, and I'd like to just you know experience how ridiculous it is. See, I'm not sure if it's going to be. The jank is. Um, I think it's just going to be boring. That's yeah, all it looks like. It might me. be. Yeah, that's true too. But like, but also, as much as I would like to stream it and and react to it with people, not for sixty bucks, man. I, I'm going to wait. There's not those, paying sixty bucks for that game. There's those videos of the final boss, and obviously the glaring thing is the lights giving you a headache. But mm-hmm. also, it doesn't do anything. Like the way that the boss mm-hmm. looks, it just kind of stands there like mm-hmm. this and then occasionally its arms will move up and down while the body doesn't move and it's like yeah right what a disappointment man i remember well, that trailer mm-hmm. at e3 looked so cool and mm-hmm. oh god and there's a, the one boss in the demo the 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 possessed demon farmer or whatever it, it's it requires pretty much zero effort to beat it is the most formulaic boss fight that just felt like it was pulled right out of like a, an early aughts 3D platformer. Um, and even that might be insulting to early aughts 3D platformers. It was just so easy, and there, it didn't take any thought. There was no inventiveness to it. It looked pretty cool. It sounded pretty cool, but there just wasn't much engagement. And yeah, it's, it's really a shame what happened with this game, and I, it deserved better, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm reminded when I watch that final boss fight of games that were designed during an era when 3d was new and they would assume that the player would have no clue what the hell they were doing with an analog stick. And so I'm like, could could you imagine? Like I looked at the even, I mean, it did the very typical thing that 3d platformer bosses did in that era of like the late nineties, early aughts where it would send shockwaves through the arena and you had to jump between the shockwaves one at a time. Uh I mean, even Mm. Bowser did that. And, but they're spaced out so wide that, anybody who's ever played a 3d platformer would not screw this up and i was just i i was like this is the final boss like i didn't expect yeah. much from this there game, is no is intensity to it whatsoever good music yeah. but no intensity yeah. yeah yeah this is this is not a game this is a game i would probably fall asleep playing no joke <laughs> I would, uh-huh. yeah. I would likely not finish it. I would lose consciousness during. I just, uh-huh. uh, well, my brain has decided I'm too bored to continue being awake. <laughs> it it's definitely like... one I would crit path. Like I would not try to 100 percent it. For oh sure. yeah. If I played it at all, I would crit path it. It looks like the video game equivalent of the bad Nick Jr. shows. You know, because <sighs> like obviously there are games meant for young children, but are still engaging for older audiences you know your yoshis and kirby's and stuff like that but yeah this is like the franklin of <laughs> video games, you know, for young yeah. children but not even like engaging for young children 
like right just mm. bad i apologize to franklin fans out there but my brother i'm hoping it's show and it was awful franklin I'm hoping is it ends a bitch up being a turtle to... I, I think right? I think the, yeah. the 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 commonly despised one is Calio or however the hell. Oh, Calio! Oh, Calio! Oh, God! My Fuck wife Caillou. hates Calio. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. One Punch Man. Calio uh, <laughs> um, is bald it because up... his parents shave his head in his sleep because they hate him. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, everybody hates Caillou. Um, I, I hope that this game ends up being closer to the room of video games. We'll see how it actually shakes I, out. I, I honestly, but, looking at the footage, it, it's just, just it doesn't look incompetent. It looks just boring, and that's yeah, worse. Yeah. Um, Shell Shock. Oh, go ahead, Ted. Oh, I was just going to say the whole thing reminds me of Sonic Boom, especially the way that oh, PR yeah. was interesting on it to start, and then they just kind of stopped talking about it and hope that yeah. nobody remembered the game exists. Right. Uh, Shellshock Prime in the chat has a very important question for you, Steve. Is it oh. worse than Little Town Hero? He'd have to play it, I'd say. Oh, He'd man, I don't it. Does know. It, do you think it looks worse than Little Town Hero? Uh, so, so Little Town Hero, like, oh, man, that is, is really that tough. Is that I would Freak game? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot man. how bad that was. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I'm, I'm Did you actually play Ted? I didn't know. I didn't. I watched his. I watched Steve's review and was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, man, fuck Little Town Hero." Um, but <laughs> I would. I would have to say, from what I've played, from what you know, the limited amount I've played, I would probably say Balan Wonderworld is still better than Little Town Hero because because okay. um, there is no element of luck in whether or not you win. A level in Balan Wonderworld, whereas Little Town Hero, like imagine you're already playing because both games at a base level, I'm playing a game I don't want to play. I am I am somehow in this situation where I have forced myself into playing a piece of shit game, but mm-hmm. I am then like Little Town Hero is like, hey, guess what? We're gonna roll dice repeatedly to decide whether or not you get to be done with this game. <laughs> and Balan Wonderworld, <laughs> I'm like, I just gotta find like the weird hat dude and maybe the chicken suit. And then and then walk to a goal and watch a farmer dance for a little bit and then I can go home. Uh, so I would I if I was presented with both options, I would definitely choose Balan Wonderworld, although it's not fully grounded in like a I'm not fully educated on whether or not I'm making a bad choice there. Mm. Right. Oh, that is that is I, I hurt having had to answer that. You want to go to good news now? Yeah. So to to end our show, to end our show, we have a really, a really good story. And and I love that I get to read this at the end of the show. Uh, So I'm going to throw that up on screen now. And this came to us in our DMs on Twitter. You know, I mean, like most good stories, right? Uh, But Chai Koopa on Twitter uh, pointed this out. Nintendo uh, has actually promoted same-sex dating in Miitopia for the Switch. So I, I remember previously... In the American version, uh, in the Japanese version, you just couldn't do this, if I remember correctly. Uh, but in the Japanese version, they're no longer calling it, like, a friendship event or or some... They're not trying to sidestep it any longer. So you can yeah. see two Japanese screenshots, both which uh, feature same-sex couples, and it very clearly calls that out as a date. You can ask a same-sex person awesome. out on a date, mm-hmm. which... Fuck yeah. This is I great. Mean, I see a response yeah. to this uh, in, in the Twitter post, and they basically say, um, you know, it kind of was like that in the 3DS version. Um, but it just wasn't explicitly said. It's just high friendship levels. But they're like, they're cuddling in the in-rooms while ha- right. hearts fly out. There's no heterosexual explanation right. for that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. You could you could basically go on a date, but they would go out of their way to not but they're finally calling it that. Yeah. And that's the good thing. And that that's a major right. step, especially because no one would have really expected Nintendo to do that, I don't think. Uh, so mm-hmm. good on Nintendo. I, I love the fact that people don't have to feel like they're something other than what they are when they play games like this. Um, yeah. Another interesting thing from this one is a quote from years ago back in the uh, Tomodachi time where they said, at Nintendo, dedication has always me- has always meant going beyond the games to promote a sense of community. And to share a spirit of fun and joy, we are committed to advancing our longtime company values of fun and entertainment for everyone. We pledge that if we create a next installment in the Tomodachi series, we will strive to design a gameplay experience from the ground up that is more inclusive and better represents all players. And they held to it. Holy crap, they held to it. <laughs> they actually held to it. And there, there's 
nothing. I mean, this is just an objectively great positive story, period. And I'm just so happy about this. And this is something that should have happened in Tomodachi Life as well. And, you know, if Metopia Switch does well, maybe you'll get a, you know, an HD re-release of... of uh, Tomodachi. God, what a, yeah, Tomodachi Life as well that, that incorporates same-sex romance. And I hope I hope we do. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's there's never, ever a good reason to leave something like this out. Uh, so just seeing yeah. that, you know, people are, that there's more representation in these games is a good thing. The, the more you can represent the people that are playing your games, the better. And <clears throat> especially I, right. in a game like this, where right. it's all about you put your friends in these funny situations, like you want to be able to have the, have these people act the way that they would act in the real world. So, or not right. act the way that they would in the real world because you think it's funny, but like mm. you know, if you want to recreate your two friends who are dating in real life and they happen to be same sex, you can't do that in the game before this, and now you can, which is really nice. Yeah, mm. right. I, I Although, as as Ditto M in the chat does point out, we still have a long way to go. Uh, as they yes. say, represent represent yourself in a game, huh? Now, if only Monster Hunter Rides had hairstyles for black people instead of just a seventies era afro and. I haven't played it myself, yeah. the final version, but I absolutely believe you, Ditto M, if you played it, and that's the case. And yeah, so as great as this is, we can't become complacent. You know, we do have a long way to go in terms of equal and fair representation. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I think this uh, is a good Black start. hair often just looks like white hair just in the different styles. So there's a... There's a there's steps being taken. I've seen a few games really sure. uh, approach that, but it's not definitely not across the board. Right. Yeah, I think I think that there's still a ton of work to be done on, like you said, physical representation even is is a huge thing. And um, yeah, black hair in video games is is definitely one of those areas where nobody does a really great job. Um, I will say Miles Morales, I think, did a very good job with it. But mm. right, um, right. You know, he the right hair in Miles Morales. Oh, no, I just mean his default hair and and that of other oh, yeah, folks, okay. other folks around him, you know, because there are lots of people of color in Miles Morales. And I think they're pretty well uh, represented. Um, you know, the writer of that game, Evan Narcisse, did this whole essay on how video games get black people's hair wrong. And so I'm, I'm yeah. mm-hmm. I, when he was attached to the game, I'm like, I bet they're going to get this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by and large, well, yeah, my, my... <laughs> My uh, my wife saw me playing Miles Morales, and she was impressed. She was like, "Wow, they actually kind of got his hair right." And I was like, "Hey, you know what? If you say that, that's all the, you know, the, yeah. the confirmation I need." So, yeah. Uh, one good thing I think about this though is is that it's um, for the same sex dating and stuff like that. Is that it's coming from a Japanese game, and right? especially mm. in Japan, same sex relationships. Um, aren't as represented as well in a lot of things. I remember God, I need to pay attention to the news more. Um, There (laughs) was a law that passed in Japan recently where I think, oh God, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, Something about same-sex relationships were was lifted. So I think that things are going to get better, but obviously it's just going to take a lot of time, unfortunately. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Cult- culturally, Japan still kind of lags behind other parts of the world in that regard. I mean, you, you just watch anime. Look at uh, Puri yeah. Puri Prisoner mm-hmm. from One Punch Man, <laughs> and you don't you don't need to go far to find very poor representation. I was enjoying that. I was enjoying that manga so much until I saw him, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a tough. lot of it's played for jokes. <laughs> Yeah, they they still right. lean hard into the whole haha, you know, this is funny kind of thing, which not cool, man. <laughs> really really mm-hmm. sucks, but um anyway, you know, I don't I don't want to bring this down because this is a really great story <laughs> to end both the show and the week on. Uh so I just want to uh I, I want to want to stop it there. I think we had a good discussion. I don't want to get too far into the weeds. Let everybody have a light beginning to their weekend. Uh, but Indeed. before, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, with that, sounds like we've covered all the news, a, a lot of it today. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, glad we could end on a good story. But before we sign off, Ted, tell us where our audience can find you and the and the cool stuff you're doing. Um, so I'm a member of Brain Scratch Commentaries. We do playthroughs of a lot of Nintendo games, retro games, some modern games on YouTube. Uh, I also occasionally stream on twitch at twitch.tv slash xn shadow 
I always say that I'm going to start streaming more regularly and then never do that. So maybe I will stick with that one of these days and actually stream more than once a week. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> I mean, this, this this is the madman who 100 percented Hyrule Warriors. What is it? Def- was it Definitive oh, Edition God. that you eventually did? Edition on Switch. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Between all three versions of Hyrule Warriors 1, it took me over a thousand hours. Uh, so, oh. yeah. But I also have yeah. not finished story mode in Age of Calamity, which is also weird. So, wow. you know, maybe I burnt, maybe I burnt out. I don't know. Yeah, think. Yeah, a <laughs> thousand hours. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, before before we sign off, we have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. Really, we could not do this without everybody's uh, generous support. We appreciate you all so much, especially those of y'all showing up for a weird, weird Xbox stream in the middle of the morning. Uh, (laughs) As well, we have to give a massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks are Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob, our man X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Floating Mew, Aiko Carroll, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Alicia, Azran127, Kenrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Phantom 23, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Links, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hooby, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, My Mom, Hi Mom, The Flying Tacos, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Chip Damage Mike, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Wheezy Penguin, and our new executive producer. Welcome to the EP Squad, Anthony Wilson Jr. Woo! <laughs> Woo, indeed. Now, regulus. Remember, you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can watch today's news tonight live and get our exclusive post show for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. If you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Night. Have a great weekend. Indeed.